Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for being with us this Monday morning. Help us with your strength as we begin the new work week. Strengthen us now with your words and your Holy Spirit so that we can make this new week fruitful and faithful for your reign in this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 1 to 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 1 to 5. There is no need for me to write to you about this service to the Lord's people, for I know your eagerness to help, and I have been boasting about it to the Macedonians, telling them that since last year you in Achaia were ready to give, and your enthusiasm has stirred most of them to action. But I'm sending the brothers in order that our boasting about you in this matter should not prove hollow, but that you may be ready, as I said you would be. For if Macedonians come with me and find you unprepared, we, not to say anything about you, would be ashamed of having been so confident. So I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to visit you in advance and finish the arrangement for generous gift you had promised. Then it will be ready as a generous gift, not as one grudgingly given. The theme of 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and 9 is a love offering for the poor saints in Jerusalem to bring both Jews and Gentiles together to magnify the name and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And let us recap some key facts about this love offering mission project. One, Corinthian church was the first one to suggest it. Two, Macedonian church, their neighbors in the north, joyfully gave their generous love offering in the midst of a severe trial and extreme poverty. Number three, Paul encourages Corinthian church to finish what they started. And number four, Paul introduced uh, Titus and two other brothers whom he is sending ahead of him to, to prepare the love offering. Today, Paul calls them to prepare the love offering in advance and thus prevent any embarrassing, shameful situation. Have you had an unpleasant surprise or unnecessary embarrassment in the church meeting or ministry? That's what Paul is trying to avoid with the Corinthians. In particular, he is anxious to create a situation where three things can happen. One, first, He wants to be sure that when he arrives, the whole collection will be ready. Second, he wants that giving of money to be entirely, voluntarily, joyful, and for there to be no sense of them giving it, twisted it, or extorted out of them. Third, he wants to show, as is at the end of the uh, last chapter, verse 24, He wants it to be uh, open and public, witnessed by all Christians. Paul said, uh, Show this man the proof of your love and reason for our pride in you so that the churches can see. I tell you over and over again, church finance must be uh, 
transparent and accountable. We should have a better bookkeeping than any other business in this world because we are conducting business of God with the offering of a saint. Now, the key verse today is verse 5, the last verse. Paul said, I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to visit you in advance and finish arrangement for the generous gifts you had a promise. Then it will be ready as a generous gift, not as a one grudgingly given. Twice, Paul emphasized this love offering must be generous gift, generous gift, not grudgingly given. Here Paul is telling us that we need a discipline for grace. Discipline for grace. In order to give a generous gift, we need to prepare it with a discipline. Otherwise, generous gift becomes a gift of grudges, a grudgingly given gift. What prevents a generous and kind gift from becoming a grudgingly given burden? It's a discipline of a preparation. Grace needs discipline to be more effective and more enjoyable. Usually, we don't associate grace and discipline together. We tend to see grace as something free, spontaneous, more emotional than volitional. But grace without discipline becomes sentimental and creates many unnecessary, unpleasant surprises in life. Once again, have you seen unpleasant surprise in church because somebody didn't have a discipline to prepare? Sometimes I'm the one, so I feel guilty. Oh, you know, I confess. Anyway, Charles Spurgeon once said once gave a vivid warning about emotional uh, Christianity, uh, Christianity with a nothing but grace. He's talking about revivalism during his time. So Spurgeon once said this, Wield from, wield from off our feet by revival, carried aloft by popularity, exalted by success in soul winning. We should be as the chaff which the wind drives away. Were it not that the gracious discipline of mercy breaks the ship of our vain glory with a strong east wind, and cast us to shipwrecked and naked and fallen upon the rock of ages. Well, if you want, I will send a, a quote later. I will email you or text you the quote. But grace without discipline make our life another Corinthian situation. Unpleasant surprises. Things well intended become grudgingly enforced tortures. We're talking about ministry becoming misery. Ministry becoming misery. As much as a grace without, a discipline without grace must be avoided because it, that is a legalism. You know, that's not where the direction we're going. That's the rest of the world religion or Phariseeism. But grace without discipline prevents us from enjoying the gracious work of God in our life. You know, grace without discipline, you know, make us to uh, make us degenerate the ministry into a misery. And that's why Paul, Apostle Paul, included self-control as a, one of the nine fruit of the Holy Spirit. Without self-control or discipline, 
we cannot enjoy maximally, optimally the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness and gentleness. Let us ask God this morning to strengthen us with his gift and grace of discipline and self-control. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you for this beautiful Monday morning, and we thank you for giving us your daily breath to start this week. As we are grateful for your gift of love in daily life and daily breath, we humbly ask you to strengthen us with your grace of self-control so that we will bring no unpleasant surprises, but all praises with all of our heart and all of our minds and all of our disciplines. In the name of Christ, our God and King, we all pray. Amen.